1: Welcome to The Late Show, everybody. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. You know, over the last six years... (laughs) Over the last six years, we've all had a lot of fun with the idea that nothing means anything, there are no consequences, tear up your history books and live in a cave. But, occasionally, every so often, and this is one of those so-oftens, something means something. And meaning of any kind is kryptonite for former president, the Count of Mostly Crisco. (laughs) Long time. (laughs) Long time viewers of America will recall that last month the FBI went into Mar a Lago and found a bunch of documents that are super top secret, which is super top illegal. And the former president has desperately been trying to stall the investigation because he is super top guilty. Allegedly. (laughs) We good? Lawyers good? Okay. AND RIGHT AWAY, HE GOT SOME HELP FROM CONSERVATIVE JUDGE AND GIRL FROM THE RING WHO WENT TO LAW SCHOOL. (laughs) EILEEN CANNON. JUDGE CANNON APPALLED THE LEGAL COMMUNITY WHEN SHE RULED THE JUSTICE DEPARTMENT COULD NOT USE THE OVER 100 CLASSIFIED DOCUMENTS FOUND AT MAR-A-LAGO IN THEIR CRIMINAL INVESTIGATION OF THE OVER 100 CLASSIFIED DOCUMENTS FOUND AT MAR-A-LAGO. She said the DOG had to wait. They just wait until those documents had been reviewed by something called a special master, which she said would take until November 30th. November 30th! That would give the president way too much time to hide all the remaining evidence. I can imagine how he would stuff his Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> and... Mm.
0: Mm. That's good. The Christmas that's good. Can.
1: The Justice Department warned Cannon that they would appeal her ridiculous ruling unless she modified it in some way. She said she wouldn't, so they appealed it. And last night, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Justice Department can use the Mar-a-Lago documents in its criminal probe. boom! (laughs) Boom! <laughs> oh, shucky ducky, something means something. It's happening. Actions have consequences. I am so excited to find out the unimaginable permanent damage he's done to our national security. USA? <laughs> the appeals court obliterated the former president's most frequent defense, writing The plaintiff suggests that he may have declassified these documents when he was president, but the record contains no evidence that any of these records. WE'RE DECLASSIFIED. YES, THANK YOU. YOU CAN'T SAY THERE'S AN ALIBI AND THEN PRODUCE NO EVIDENCE OF YOUR ALIBI. OFFICER, I COULDN'T HAVE ROBBED THAT BANK. I WAS AT DINNER WITH MY GIRLFRIEND. WHAT'S HER NAME AND WHERE DID WE HAVE DINNER? THAT'S ON A NEED-TO-KNOW BASIS, AND YOU DON'T NEED TO KNOW THAT I MADE THAT UP. <laughs> IMPORTANTLY... DROP <laughs> THE... SORRY ABOUT THE LANGUAGE. Okay, SORRY ABOUT <laughs> THE LANGUAGE. FAMILY <laughs> SHOW. NOW, IMPORTANTLY, THE APPEALS COURT ALSO NOTED THAT DECLASSIFYING AN OFFICIAL DOCUMENT WOULD NOT CHANGE ITS CONTENT OR RENDER IT PERSONAL, AND THEREFORE, THE DECLASSIFICATION ARGUMENT IS A RED HERRING. RED HERRING, ALSO WHAT THE FORMER PRESIDENT CALLS A FILET-O-FISH SMOTHERED IN KETCHUP. (laughs) NOW, TO ADD INSULT... NOW... (laughs) IN KETCHUP. TO ADD INSULT TO INJURY, TWO... OF THE THREE JUDGES ON THE PANEL WERE APPOINTED BY THE FORMER PRESIDENT. (laughs) THAT'S GOT A STING. THAT'S LIKE GETTING A FATHER'S DAY MUG THAT SAYS, DAD OF THE YEAR IS NOW MOM'S NEW BOYFRIEND. WE LOVE YOU, RICK. (laughs) RICK'S A GOOD GUY. RICK'S A REALLY SOLID GUY. YOU'D LIKE HIM. LAST NIGHT, uh, TO DEFEND HIMSELF, THE FORMER PRESIDENT SAT DOWN WITH FOX NEWS HOST AND STEPDAD WHO RAN OVER THE hamster. Sean Hannity, first up, the former president claimed that despite there being absolutely zero evidence, all the documents found at Mar-a-Lago had been declassified thanks to a special power.
2: If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying "Um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it.
1: That's right. Oh, Oh, no, that's right. Oh, no, that's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. He declassified them... WITH HIS MIND. <laughs> PICK A DOCUMENT, PICK A DOCUMENT, PICK A DOCUMENT. If YOU HAVE THE DOCUMENT, HOLD IT IN YOUR MIND. DON'T TELL ME WHAT IT IS. ARE THESE YOUR LAUNCH CODES? <laughs> ONE ITSY-BITSY PROBLEM. THE CLAIM THAT A PRESIDENT CAN DECLASSIFY DOCUMENTS JUST BY THINKING ABOUT IT IS NOT SUPPORTED BY PRIOR PRACTICE OR LEGAL PRECEDENT. <laughs> OH, REALLY? HOW ABOUT ee- now? Still, now, Okay. All right. <laughs> what is that? Former president... <laughs> <laughs> Former president then used his mind to make more <laughs> dumb words come out of his stupid mouth.
2: There doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it... IT'S DECLASSIFIED. WE, I DECLASSIFIED EVERYTHING.
1: EVERYTHING. OKAY, I'LL HOP ON THAT CRAZY TRAIN. LET'S SAY HE TELEPATHICALLY DECLASSIFIED EVERYTHING. LIKE HE WAS WEARING A TREASON CEREBRO. THAT MEANS, THAT MEANS... He thinks it's a good idea somehow for everyone to know foreign nuclear secrets and somehow getting all the names of America's undercover spies out there. How is that better? Isn't getting the names all of America's undercover spies what Tom Cruise is trying to steal in the first Mission Impossible? And somehow I cannot picture the former president in that outfit. Jimmy, (laughs) put that back. Put that back up. Can I see that again? Oh, damn. Oh, damn. The president. Uh... <laughs> to, quote, to quote from my youth, baby got back. Right? Yes? I believe the term is cake. Then. Oh, oh hey! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we just broke the internet, you guys. <laughs> Then the former president claimed that he didn't pack the boxes, so he didn't know what was in the boxes. Then he said exactly what was in the boxes.
2: Boxes and boxes of pictures, uh, newspaper articles, uh, tremendous, even kitchen things. You have tremendous amounts of different items. Much clothing.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Much clothing. (laughs) Many shirts. Very pant. Such sock. (laughs) (laughs) Then, then, then the stable genius complained about what the FBI took from the boxes.
2: They took a lot. I think they took my will. I found out yesterday. I said, where is it?
1: You know, things are going really well when a guy says, I was looking for my will yesterday. Why? No reason. Now, where are my three passports and my bag of mustaches? After that, the former president. <laughs> Why not? Why not? The quality joke. You will enjoy these jokes. Yeah. After that, the former president's excuses got weirder.
2: There's also a lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. WERE THEY LOOKING FOR THE HILLARY CLINTON EMAILS THAT WERE DELETED, BUT THEY ARE AROUND SOMEPLACE? WERE THEY LOOKING FOR THE SPYING OR it? NO, NO, THEY MAY BE SAYING, THEY uh, MAY HAVE THOUGHT THAT IT WAS IN THERE.
1: I'M SORRY. (laughs) WHAT? (laughs) THAT IS SO CRAZY. THAT'S SO CRAZY, HE CONFUSED SEAN HANNITY. (laughs) AND SEAN COMES PRE-CONFUSED. At this point, he's just throwing out magnetic conspiracy theories at the refrigerator (laughs) to see what they spell out. Uh, Maybe they were looking in my basement for the Sasquatch who shot JFK with Hunter Biden's laptop with his partner the Chupacabra who hung Jeffrey Epstein with Barack Obama's long-form birth certificate chemtrails. (laughs) Then, then, Mar-a-Lago... The Mar-a-Lago investigation isn't the only legal trouble for the ex-pres. Yesterday, the New York Attorney General Letitia James held a press conference to announce a massive lawsuit against the ex-president's business (laughs) for repeatedly lying about the value of his assets in order to defraud the banks who were giving him loans. But on Hannity, the former president trotted out a watertight defense... The banks should have known I'm a liar. We have a disclaimer right on the front,
2: and it basically says, you know, get your own people. You're at your own risk. Uh, This was done by management. It wasn't done by... It was done by management. So don't rely on the statement that you're getting.
1: Then why have a statement? I don't... What kind of excuse is that? We put on the standard disclaimer... I'm lying. <laughs> I would love to see him close a business deal. Shall we shake on it? Shake. <laughs> now what's this? What's What's is this happening right now? Is this happening right now? I'm being told that there's breaking squirrel news. Take a look at this footage that went viral this week of a Pennsylvania man at home trying to conduct a work Zoom call
2: you know, town hall. Let's, <laughs> let's just get in to
1: um let's 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 just get in we'll wait, via,
0: we'll via like the
1: Um, uh, Chuck, can you
0: mute?
1: (laughs) Now, that might seem like an extreme reaction to a squirrel getting loose in your house, but apparently it's not the first time. As he explained to the Internet, over the years, I've been terrorized by squirrels. Adding... we got a great show for you tonight.
0: Coming up, Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: The Hargan women seemed to have it all.
0: We were blessed. My mom
3: was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just
2: praying to God, this is a sick
1: joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on
2: Apple Podcasts.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest tonight is a renowned astrophysicist who has just written a new book called Starry Messenger, Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. Please welcome back to The Late Show... Neil deGrasse Tyson.
3: <laughs> come on, come on, Neil, my friend. It's good to see you again. Wait, there was one section that didn't give me a standing ovation right there. <laughs> I don't know what what happened. Yeah, we'll get them later. We'll, we'll get, him get, him, we'll get we'll,
1: them later. We'll use we'll use some digital rendering <laughs> to make them stand. <laughs> There's always so much uh, to talk with you about, my friend. Uh, you were last here in April. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check your calendar. Yeah. You're in April. Since then, we talked about the Webb Telescope going out there, but since then, the Webb Telescope is out there. It's unfolded, it's giving us new glimpses of the universe. Oh, yeah. This is the the, the successor to the Hubble Telescope, which itself was incredibly impressive and important. Um, What do you make of the new telescope
3: so far? It's all that. (laughs) (laughs) And a bag of chips. And by the way, you casually said it unfolded. Many people don't realize this telescope is way bigger than the fairing that launched it on the rocket.
1: And a fairing is the encasement. It's the encasement,
3: and so the engineers said, "Let's figure out how to fold the telescope, stick it in the fairing, and then unfold it a million miles out where it's parked." And so that's what happened. It kind so of looks like a flower. It even has a it, stamen. It, 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 uh, <laughs> that would be the the secondary. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so no, it was. It's we were shocked. For it having met the specs, because there were so there was so many ways that could have failed, that when it met what it was designed to do, we were all uh, we were shocked and uh, There were hundreds shocked.
1: of single point failures. Yes. If like, this thing goes wrong, it, the whole thing fails.
3: Yeah, yeah. So so we were delighted, and it did exactly what we expected to do, expected it to do. Um, so it looked at to the edge of the universe, finding galaxies being born, and you could because it's infrared, it peers through nearby gas clouds stars are made of gas they're made from gas clouds so when you peer in you see the stellar nursery that lurks within (laughs) and
1: (laughs) what you sound you sound like you're doing the voiceover for like a trailer for a
3: movie
1: (laughs) the stellar nursery that lurks within in a world right exactly right is that
3: what we're looking at here yes that's it yes yes what what is this yes i want to look at it right So. Oh, oh, sorry. That's sorry. all right, that's it's all right. TV. They, don't de- they don't deserve it's it. It's TV, it's TV. Exactly. Um, so this You is can the, look it up there. The, the, thank you. you. The Carina Nebula. So this is a gas cloud. Deep within is forming brand new stars. It's a stellar nursery. And it's forming not only stars, but planets in orbit around them. Exoplanets. And so we, we now have more than 5,000 exoplanets in the catalog. And this telescope is going to be among its many... Abilities, it'll be able to measure the chemistry of the atmosphere of exoplanets that pass in front of their host star. But wait,
1: wait, wait, how's it do that?
3: How's it do that? Okay, well, you find a planet that does eclipse its host star. So it comes Let, between it, it us. It comes and between the star. us. And then the light from the host star comes through the atmosphere to us. And that, that atmosphere leaves its fingerprint on the spectrum of that light. And so you can see it does it have methane and oxygen and nitrogen and other things. And we and we have a list of molecules that are, 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 uh, we call them biomarkers. And if you see that molecule in the atmosphere, you'd better, you better check the surface, because something down there is making it, okay? Something such as life. So oxygen on Earth would not be stable were it not for plant life continually generating it.
1: So if we see a lot of oxygen... Oh,
3: my gosh! <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. We're going there So first. this is
1: going to... How will this improve or in any way change our model of exoplanets? No,
3: so here, here's the way to think about it, okay? If you came up to a house and had a lawn, and your vision was not all that good, you say, oh, there's a green carpet, all right, surrounding it. And that's accurate. But if you have better vision, more resolution, you say, wait a minute, there are blades of grass there. So this is an extra detail deeper than what you had first thought. It doesn't change your view. It adds to it. Not every scientific discovery changes what we thought before. It's accretive, so that the growth of our knowledge... Now, here's a problem. As the area of our knowledge grows, so, too, does the perimeter of our ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Do
1: you stay up do you stay up late at night and go per of our ignorance and you write that down? <laughs> I'm using that. I'm using that no, someday I, soon. No, I got.
3: No, I'm feeling uh-huh. it. When you feel it, the you're words, it. the you're words just you're flowing. You're, you're, yeah. you're flowing. The words just pour down. You're,
1: the... you're, you're spitting science is what <laughs> you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to ask, he's talking, yeah. talking about uh, uh, wordsmith. JFK said uh, li- a little over 60 years ago, we're going to go to the moon and do these other things, not because they're easy, because they're hard. Yeah. And we went to the moon by the end of the decade, yeah. and we went there for three years. In 72, we went, okay, we're done going there with Apollo 17. Why-, why haven't we been back, Neil Tyson?
3: Because you didn't quote the part of his speech in May 1962 where Yuri Gagarin had just come out of orbit? Yeah. The- Yuri Gagarin, the evil, godless, communist, Russians, right? Sure, sure. Okay. He just came out of orbit, and we didn't have a spaceship that wouldn't blow up on the launch pad that would be rated enough to carry people. So they called a joint session of Congress, and he addressed them. And there's a whole paragraph there. It said, If the events of recent weeks... He couldn't even utter the man's name. Wow. The events of recent weeks are any indication of the impact of this adventure on the minds of men everywhere. Then we need to show the world the path of freedom over the path of tyranny. Then he said let's go to the moon, okay? So, 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 it, was, so he, it was
1: specifically a he, political or, He guaranteed political that response? they
3: were going to write the checks. But we don't remember that part because mm. we want better memories of our motivations. So do we need to be in a fight with somebody? That'll, well, I don't want to say that would help, but that would help, yes. Um, no. Or, okay, let's or, talk about the Artemis mission, then, because oh, Artemis sure. is
1: supposed to be up there. Uh, they were supposed to send a yeah. female crew in 2024,
3: correct? By the way, Artemis is the twin sister of Apollo by the way. In, I dig it, daddy You're all I dig in. It. You're all in.
1: Okay, now, they've tried to launch twice, and they've had a little bit of trouble with the mission that was supposed to go up there.
3: Basically yeah, we haven't, we haven't done that in 50 years. Give them a break. Let them have a couple of <laughs> delayed launches. Do you know what the problem was with the delay? Yeah, some, I you know, it could be any... No, I, I mean, yes, I read it, but it doesn't matter.
1: You're not going to tell me. You're not <laughs> going to tell me
3: where it is. <laughs> no, what in I'm saying is, is it's, it's we're returning to the moon, and I'd like to see us continue on to Mars, but the motivation has to be there, otherwise we're just not going to do it. What's the motivation? Either you can make a buck, or there's a geopolitical purpose for doing it. And what might that be? Oh, China said they might put astronauts on the moon. Oh, my gosh. So all of a sudden, we say that's the next thing we must do. Okay? So here's what I want China I to do. I just wanted to I know th- what was th- wrong here's... with the rocket. Okay, no, mean, no. I uh, didn't mean to here's what I want. strike a nerve here. I'm sorry, man. I want the Chinese to leak a memo. It doesn't even have to be true. Leak a memo that says... THEY WANT TO PUT MILITARY BASES ON MARS. WE'LL BE in MARS IN TEN MONTHS, OKAY? ONE MONTH TO DESIGN, FUND, AND BUILD THE SPACESHIP, AND NINE MONTHS TO GET THERE. OR MAYBE ELON'S GOT ONE IN HIS GARAGE, OKAY? SO... MARS IS ALREADY RED? THAT WOULD BE AN EASY SELL IN CHINA. JUST THINK ABOUT THAT, TO MARKET THAT. (laughs) I'M ON BOARD. (laughs) SO, ANYHOW... SO WAS THERE A
1: HYDROGEN LEAK? WHY DIDN'T THE ROCKET GO OFF? THAT'S ALL I WANTED TO KNOW. What was, the wrong was something with the fuel.
3: Rum- something with the fuel, yeah. with the yes, fuel. okay, fuel. sure, you don't know. It's, okay. it's hydrogen fuel. <laughs> By the way, if you have hydrogen and oxygen and you bring them together, it's highly exothermic. So a lot of energy gets created, and you know what the waste product is? Water. Water, yes. That's right. Yes, yes. I'm a big indeed. fan of
1: two hydrogen, one oxygen. Yeah,
3: as is everyone, yes. Especially if <laughs> I put a little bourbon in there.
1: <laughs> we have to take a quick break. Uh, if you'll stay there and you stay there, we'll be right back with more Neil deGrasse Tyson, everybody. Stick around. <laughs> With Neil deGrasse Tyson, I've heard about this book from you for a while oh, now. Thank you. It's been. I know blowing. it's important to you. Yeah. It's called Starry Messenger: Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization. What is a cosmic perspective, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh, it changes
3: you. It, it's it's what the world and all your problems and all your issues and what everybody's arguing about. It's what that looks like when you ascend and look back on Earth, and. Think about it. When we went to the moon, forget the geopolitics of it. Yes, we went to the moon to explore the moon, and we looked back over our shoulders, and we discovered Earth for the first time. And there was Earth in all its majesty, without the color-coded countries that we were trained on in elementary school so that you know who your friends are and who your enemies are. Think of how how inculcating that is in an educational uh, uh, trajectory. So here you are, there's Earth as only nature intends you to see it, with oceans, and land, clouds. That changes you. And in fact, but by the way, we went there in 1969, stopped going in 72. You know what happened over those three years? We created the Environmental Protection Agency, the National Ocean Act, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA. The first Earth Day was all of that happened in that three-year period. There was a firmware upgrade. <laughs> in our perception there was there was a firmware upgrade in our perception of earth as a holistic entity that we have to protect
1: we have to take a, a little break here uh, but when we come back i will ask neil how one might uh, acquire a cosmic perspective
0: i'm rachel martin
1: here with the author of Starry Messenger Cosmic Perspectives on Civilization Neil deGrasse Tyson I want the cosmic perspective not all of us can go to space can i get it just sitting in traffic No No so how do wh- i get how do i get it Neil Here's can other than buying okay. Starry Messenger <laughs> This is the only way to get this the cosmic mes- No. So
3: give me give me a so, quick no, cosmic i, I perspective. will not put you top of the list i'll put all the warring leaders of the world get Elon to build a space bus Okay? By the way, though, it sounds weird, but there's already, like, an Airbus company. It's not a romantic term, but let's keep going. Space bus. Elon, build us a space bus. We fly all the warring factions of the UN into space and have them look down on Earth and all the national borders dissolve. And and that... (laughs) They'll realize how small and fragile we are here on Earth and what we have to protect. And by the way, all of our arguments, things that you were deeply dug into and you think you've thought them through, they, they will often crumble under rational analysis flavored by a cosmic perspective. Can I just give you a quick example? I'll be quick. I, I hope you will. Okay, okay. And you don't have to be quick. Okay, no, okay. The more you talk, the less I work. Okay. <laughs> no, there are thoughts we have. For example, if, let's say you're a vegetarian, well, there's a chapter in here called Meat Eaters and Vegetarians. Yeah, I went there. So, so there's there there people say, I don't want to kill animals. I I I don't have a problem with that. They probably have a a, a humane mouse trap in their basement. Mm-hmm. They don't want to snap the neck of the mouse. So they capture the mouse. You got to check on it every couple of days because they dry out real quick. So so there it is, and they set it loose into the wild, where they have guaranteed it will be swallowed whole by an owl or picked apart by all manner of woodland predators. The average life expectancy of a mouse in the wild is nine to 18 months. So the best thing you can do with a mouse is leave it in your basement. It'll live up to six years there. That's how you protect the life. But that's not what they're doing. Meanwhile, the house is made of wood from 50 trees with floorboards and two by fours and structural members and, and, and trees, each tree every day produces 15 times the mass of the mouse in oxygen. And the tree is home to birds and insects and fungus and and squirrels. Who do you think nature cares more about? Your mouse or the tree? And you'll say, well, the mouse has a beating heart. Tree doesn't. Maybe the tree doesn't need a beating heart. That's your criterion for what's important. If you cut a tree, does it not bleed? If you cloak a tree, does it not suffocate? If you cut off its nutrients, does it not wither and die? And some trees live a thousand years. The giant sequoias in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, but you're gonna cut them all down, build your house, and save a one-ounce chubby mouse. Wow. I I got one more. Can I? Sorry.
1: So, what okay, I'm hearing... I got, I got, but wait, I want to hear one more, but what I'm hearing so far is either save all of them or save nothing. I can't quite <laughs> tell. No,
3: I'm not here to give you your opinions. I'm here to make sure whatever opinion you do have is more fully informed than it probably was to begin with. I just can on prompt. Okay. Okay,
1: so, your other example, please. Another, another quick example. Again, this is, all can be found in Starry Messenger. Yes, yeah, Neil yeah, yeah. Tyson.
3: The next best thing to going into space exactly. is if you read this okay. book. Okay, so... Um, so I, I often introduce aliens because they don't have any preconceived notion of who and what we are, and we get a sense of what they might say. Okay. Sure. So I imagine theoretical so, aliens. Yeah, exactly. Theoretical aliens. I can't divulge other. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. So, so imagine photosynthesizing sentient aliens. Okay. So they're basically sentient plants. Okay. And so they're in a spaceship, and they they saw that Earth has a good biodiversity of plants, and it's on their tour book. They got rainforests and things, so they come to visit, and then they. They, then they meet vegetarians who expressly eat plants, and they'll freak out. And it's not just plants. They notice that vegetarians target the reproductive organs of plants, the flowers, the berries, the nuts, all of the things. The plant's just trying to make another version of itself. Nope. Let's eat it. In fact, last night, I had zucchini blossoms for dinner, okay? The zucchini's just trying to make another du- zucchini. But no, I ate it. And now, imagine, imma- wait, imagine the aliens. They go, they go check in on Whole Foods, and they see people shopping in the produce aisle. And then they notice these same vegetarians, they're like, inf- they're into infanticide. Because they're selecting baby carrots, baby spinach, baby artichokes, baby arugula, baby everything. And these, these aliens, they say, what the hell's going on, on here? What? And then they run back.
1: They attack us? And, oh, no, <laughs> they attack is that us. where this movie is going? <laughs> they eventually attack us? No, no, but
3: it offers cosmic perspectives, which are, it's another way to think about what it is you do. So you might feel more strongly about you do what you do, or less, mm-hmm. but it's another way to look at how you have formulated what it is you think and do. And who are you are going to argue with, especially at Thanksgiving? To come up... TO COME UP WITH THAT IDEA OF THE SENTIENT
1: PLANTS, DID YOU SMOKE ANY BABY PLANTS? NO.
3: (laughs) 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 BY THE WAY, DID YOU KNOW E.T. WAS A SENTIENT PLANT, NOT AN ANIMAL. E.T. IS A PLANT? YES. TURN ON YOUR HEART LIGHT. HE'S GOT A HEART. Okay. WELL, OKAY. SO THEY GAVE IT A HEART JUST SO YOU CAN RELATE TO IT, BUT IT WAS A PLANT. And, and, you How know, do you know it's a plan? Do you remember E.T. would touch the plants and they would go, go back? Yeah, That's yeah. not an accident. Why? It's, it's a plan. How do you know this? Steven Spielberg told me, in my office. Really? Is that true? Is that true? <laughs>
1: Starring Messenger is on sale now. Neil deGrasse Tyson, everybody.
0: This has been The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 1135, 1035 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content... Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.